on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. A one pitch. Defoe, ground ball to short. Adamas fittingly has it. Flips to Jace Peterson at second. They get the force out on Evans, and the ball game is over. The Brewers have won 10 straight thanks to a 7-2 victory tonight in Pittsburgh. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. That's right. 10 straight wins for the Brewers. Hasn't happened that many times in club history, but it's happened now. They beat Pittsburgh this evening by a 7-2 score. They have secured at least a series split against the Buckos, and they'll go for a series win coming up tomorrow. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. And, uh, the magic number for George Webb, by the way, down to two. Ten wins down, two to go for free burgers from George Webb. We can all come together and hope for that. Again, if you want to join us, 855-616-1620. Let's bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. Augie, this is kind of like yesterday. Like You look at this game, and they just did everything well. They hit well, they pitched well, they fielded well. Like It's really tough to find issue with anything that happened in this game today for the Brewers. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. You, you try to do a game review. You try to sit down and look at key points of the game. There are so many key points, and they're continuously being uh, duplicated each and every day with this ball club. They're playing so well. I think with the thing you look at, you got to look at all phases. They're doing really well. I think Hauser tonight was dominant. That was... Tonight, I thought he was as dominant as I've ever seen him on the mound with that sinker, throwing it, getting it over to play, getting ahead, using a curveball, his good fastball up in the zone. Uh, when you talk about 13 ground balls in, in six and two-thirds inning, that's a great accomplishment. But this ball club is just running on all cylinders right now. You do the keys, you're playing the... You're getting the good pitch games. Your bullpen is throwing the ball well. You're playing the excellent defense. Tonight played very good defense again. And what thing you're doing? You're scoring early, getting the lead early, and doing that special thing, adding runs late in the ball game. They're doing a great job. Scoring early, scoring late, winning games, winning a lot of games, 7-2 the final score. We've got you till 10.30 tonight, so have you for the next hour and two minutes. Again, if you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting at 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, we will hear the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights, and we will hear from you. So a lot to get to between now and 10.30. Brewers get the win over the Pirates 7-2. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swing and a high fly. Deep left center field headed towards the largest part of the ballpark. Gone. one nothing Brewers with one swing from Willie Adamas. 
Brewers come up with the win tonight. They knock off the Pirates by a 7-2 score. They've taken the first two games of this four-game series against the Buccos as we continue to get closer and closer to the All-Star break, and the Brewers are playing the best baseball of any team in baseball from a win-loss perspective. Like, it is just, it's crazy where the numbers are at right now. Since May 22nd, that's the day that Willie Adamas walked through those clubhouse doors for the first time. Since May 22nd, the Brewers are now 29-10. and 10. They've essentially won three out of four games uh, through that entire period. It's July 2nd. We're going back to May 22nd, so over a month. Uh, coming into action today, Boston at 23-13 and 13, and the Dodgers at 23-13 and 13 had the second-best record since May 22nd. It is remarkable. The Brewers now at 29-10, and 10, 19 games over five hundred since May 22nd. Augie, to, to do that, you have to be able to win games in many different types of ways, and I feel like that's what the Brewers are doing. You're right. Uh, you know, you look at tonight's ball game. What? How did they start the game? Three big home runs from Adamas Peterson and JBJ, and it got him off to a good start. And then you had the dominant performance of uh, Adrian Hauser. They are getting good pitching, fair, really consistent. We know the starting rotation up and down. The starting rotation is throwing the throwing the baseball very, very well. You got a bullpen that, you know, you look at the last six games. They have a one point one seven ERA over that span, and you have guys coming out of the bullpen. And it's not just the the, the final guys that you have coming in the game. You know, Josh Haters and Devin Williams and and Boxberger. It's the guys that are coming, the cousins, and these guys are coming in. Uh, in the game and throwing the ball very well. But you only win baseball games when you play great in all three phases. And I think we can pick out every every game during this 10-game winning streak, and we can say something positive about every phase of the game. And that's when you win ball games, and that's when you go out and you're enjoying the game, you're playing it like you should, scoring runs, playing good, solid defense, and getting that good pitching. It's a great balance, and they have that great balance right now and are playing very good baseball. Text message from the 920. Been so long since the offense simply met expectations, so it doesn't feel sustainable, is it? Do other teams fear this lineup? That's an interesting question because of the use of the word fear. There's two questions in there. First off, is it sustainable? You know, In the month of June... Uh, the Bre- and I know we're past June now, but I, I don't like going a tiny sample size. So let's look at the month of June where the bulk of this good run has been. In the month of June, the Brewers scored 147 runs in 27 games. When you do the math, that comes out to just under five and a half runs per game. Augie, that's kind of the number that I look at. If, if the Brewers can average somewhere between four and five runs per game... A, I don't care how they get those runs. I don't care what their team batting average is. I don't care about any of that. I just care about the the run scoring output. That's the first thing. But if they can score, if they can be averaging somewhere between four and five runs per game over long periods of time, and you look at the pitching, then you're going to win a whole lot more games than you lose averaging that many runs. Yeah, no question. I, I you look at the starting rotation and how good it's been, and the bullpen, what it's done. But you've got to add a key feature in there, and I think when you look at this team's defense, also, Matt, I think you got to say you got to, you just got to give a lot of praise, and the guys are going out and playing every defense and. 
you know, you look at when now they don't have Colton, Colton as back on the uh, IL and you got don't have Lorenzo Cain. But it's the guys who are coming in the game just start doing the little things you have to do, play good, solid defense, don't make big mistakes. And then when you get on the offensive side, they're patient. They're working for working uh, pitchers for walks. They're hitting the ball to all fields. They're manufacturing runs some night. Next night, it'll be a home run. So they're doing all the little things you have to do, especially when you have a good starting rotation like they have right now and that bullpen that is really starting to come along. You know, the second part, though, of that question from the, the 9-2-0, do other teams fear this lineup? When I think about fearing lineups, like I think about St. Louis, and the Cardinals have a much worse record than the Brewers, but if you're an opposing team, I think you fear the St. Louis lineup simply because you're going you're gonna to have to see Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado every two to three innings. You think about the Cincinnati Reds and with Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos and, and what those guys are doing. I, I don't know if the Brewers have that, so I don't know if this is a lineup that scares other teams. But, Augie, in a way, maybe that's a benefit because when, when you're playing the Cardinals or when you're playing the Reds, you're sitting there and you're, 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 you're almost, you're, your entire game plan from a pitching perspective is almost built around how you try to neutralize some of those big bats where when you're playing the Brewers and the way the Brewers are scoring runs right now, and you just alluded to it, all the you know the production that they're getting from top to bottom, you look at the lineup today. So just the, think about this. The lineup today, Arias, Yelich, Adamas, Nervaez, Taylor, Peterson, Hira, Bradley. Those are eight guys, and you can think of big moments offensively for every single one of those guys during this uh, during this win streak. So while none of them might ha- not have just these ridiculous numbers, and uh, from a Brewer standpoint, the numbers Adamus has put up since getting here is the closest to it. Augie, I guess what I'm trying to say, in a way, if you don't have uh, a lineup that maybe is so scary, you know, it almost sneaks up on you where you're seeing what the Brewers are doing right now. It does. And you said it perfectly. You said everybody's chipping in. You know, I think when you think about the Brewers, the first name that comes up is always Christian Yelich. And he's the guy that you got to neutralize and, and hopefully uh, not let him beat you. But, you know, you look at guys that are really swinging the bat very well this year. Navarro's has started out hot. He's just swinging at a great pace. He gives you the good at-bats. Avaciel Garcia is just swinging the bat very well. He's not been playing the last couple of days, just nursing a little injury. But um, he's he's the guy that's come up with some big hits. You know, because when you talk about this club, you're going to talk about Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain, and probably Colton Wong are, are probably the bigger names that you're going to have. But when you look at this 10-game winning streak, it really hasn't been. It's been Adamus. It's been Peterson. It's been Jackie Bradley Jr. starting to swing the bat. It's been Keston Hira, Tyrone Taylor. These are the guys that you really don't you don't really think about when you think about the Milwaukee Brewers and their their offensive production. So I think it's a real tribute to this ball club what they've done. They've stuck to it. Uh, we knew early in the season that. That all the struggles they had, we knew they were going to start swinging the bat. They were going to start scoring runs. We just didn't think that they were going to have the production that they have right now. 7-2 Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh. I want to get into Adrian Hauser's day a little bit. And also, 
The decision to let him go as far as he went today by Craig Council, I thought that was a notable decision as he throws 103 pitches today. We'll get into that coming up in just a moment. Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh 7-2. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Fly ball hit towards center field. Driving Reynolds back to the track. He's staring. It is gone off the batter's eye above the hedges. Jace Peterson, home run number three on the season, and that one was crushed. Peterson is continuing, and this is this is the surprise for me. This is of all the things that are happening this year from an individual standpoint. What Jace Peterson is doing is the one that's probably caught me the most off guard. Uh, giving great at-bats, adding really solid production. And right now it's hard to keep him out of the lineup. And with Colton Wong back on the injured list, what a benefit it is to have somebody like Jace Peterson on the roster. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh 7-2. Want to join us? You can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Alongside former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine, I'm Matt Pauley. And Augie, Adrian Hauser, six and two-thirds, one run, four hits, five strikeouts, two walks. He gets 13 ground outs, just one fly out. He throws 103 pitches. It's only the second time in his career where he's thrown 100 or more pitches. The first time was September of last year, and that was a crazy game where he went just four innings against the Cubs, giving up seven runs, but only two were earned. So they had to push him that day to get as much as he could. Uh, But the 103 pitches, and the thing that, that jumps out at me today, we've talked about this a lot. We've talked about it with Brandon Woodruff. We've talked about it with Corbin Burns. We've talked about it to a lesser extent with Freddie Peralta. But the trust that Craig Council shows, especially in Woodruff and Burns, where you let those guys go deep, you let those guys extend the pitch count, you let those guys face the order for the third time, all those things, he did that with Adrian Hauser today, allowing him to get to 103 pitches. And I just... For me, it felt different today the way Council handled Hauser than he has in the past. Do you agree with that? Well, I, I agree, but I, I think what Craig is trying to do here we have we have we have three series left until the All Star break. The guys are going to have one or two more starts, and they and sometimes they're going to be on a six man rotation. The second half of the season is so important, so I think he wants to dig down on some of the pitchers and say, you know what, I'm going to let them go a step further. I'm going to see what they have extra when they get into up to that hundred pitch or ninety eight pitch or a hundred five pitch. And I think that's what he's doing with Adrian Hauser. You see, sometimes he lets. Would he go a little bit deeper? He lets Burns go a little bit deeper. It just depends on the night, of course. But with Adrian Hauser, the way he's been executing that good changeup, that's the key. How is he executing that good, not changeup, but sinking fastball late in the ball game? Is he dominant with it? Is he able to locate it? Is he continually getting the ground balls? And tonight he was doing doing exactly that. I thought tonight was one of, one of his most dominating times that he started a ball game, just the way he pitched with his sinking fastball. Confidence in that, going deeper in the ball game. And I think what Craig is trying to do trying to do there, you're gonna one or more one or more two or more starts at from from now till 
the all-star break, you get a nice break then. Everybody gets like four, four or five days off. Then you start your rotation. It's going to pay big dividends when you get in that second half of the season when you need those pitchers to go just a little bit deeper at times during that, the final uh, 80 games of the season or 75 games of the season, when, especially when you get into September. You need that extra inning or two. What he's doing now to make these pitchers go that extra inning is going to pay huge dividends. It, it happened again, Augie, where Josh Hader is up. And then the Brewers put up the two spot at the top of the ninth inning, and he goes and, and sits down. It is remarkable how many times Hayter has been ready to come into a game and the, the team has scored runs and he has then sat back down. It's, it's really interesting. It's funny because they, uh, they showed the bullpen and he just started smiling when the Brewers scored yeah. again. Scored some runs tonight. But, uh, you know, and Josh, it, you do have to be careful. You know, he gets up every night. He gets to that, that point when he's ready to come in the ball game. Every pitcher does it. They heat up and they get right to the point where they feel comfortable and wanting to come in the game. They do have to watch that. They do a pitch count in the bullpen just to understand how much he throws. But at the same time, it's not going into the game and really digging down and throwing the, the pitches to get people out. So uh, I think it's, it's, it's a benefit for the Brewers to be able to set him down and use him sparingly only for that one inning when they really need him. But at the same time, you do have to count the pitches, and they're going to watch that because wear and tear for Josh Hader as badly as they need him to pitch in that second half of the season, or I should say after the All-Star break, is going to be huge. So I, I like what they're doing. They get him up. They get him for the, for the opportunity to save. If it's not there, you set him down. He did heat up. He did throw a number of pitches. But you still don't go in the ball game where you really have to, really have to ramp up and, and and throw several pitches and maybe throw fifteen to twenty pitches in an inning. There is kind of that danger zone where a guy sits for too long, and I feel I, I feel like we're on the border of that right now. I would think that no matter what the score is of the game, they're going to get Hater into one of these next two games just to get him out into a game. I agree. Uh, you've got to get him in the game. And, you know, whether they get him in for a full inning or just, uh, I don't think it'd be anything less than that. He, they always like him to start the inning. But they're, they, I think they, they, they really regulate and, and understand that he has to be in the game every so often. You don't let him go a span of eight to ten ball games and don't let him in the ball game. You've got to get him in there. You, it, the best way you, you keep yourself sharp is actually pitching in the game. You can throw in the bullpen all you want, but it's not a game, and I think they truly understand that. Uh, it's just that they're looking for the right time, hoping for one, uh, one of the next two games that they may need him, and if they do need him, he will be ready. Doug texting in says, Christian Yelich is reminding me of Mark Grace. Not that it's bad, just doesn't seem to have much power anymore, but gets on base a lot like he did, walks and doubles. So when I hear when I say power, uh, I don't just think home runs. I think extra base hits. That's my definition of, of power. Um, I, I don't know. I, I still think Yelich has the power in there, and... Um, but they're they're pitching him in such a unique way. He's not getting a whole lot to hit. Uh, his one hit today could have easily gone for a double. Uh, he, he's in a little bit of a slump. You know, the the last few days. Um, I don't know. I I being compared to Mark Grace is not a bad comparison. I think most baseball players would be perfectly comfortable uh, being compared to Mark Grace. I just 
for whatever reason, you know, coming off the knee injury two years ago and then the bad year last year. And, uh, like, I don't know if we're ever going to see the offensive production that we saw in, in 18 and 19 from Yelich. But at the same time, I, I feel like the, the power and the home run hitting and all that is still there, and it's something that will come back around at some point in time. Oh, I think he's going to hit home runs. Uh, he's just that uh, he's too good a hitter not to hit home runs. But uh, I agree with you there, Matt, in that they're really pitching much differently than they have in the past. And we see a lot of times when they'll, they'll really go tight and they'll even back them off the plate a little bit and then go away. I, I think what he's done a really good job at, his patience and getting on base has been so important. But even when he gets the base hits, when he's up there, when the pitcher makes a mistake, he puts the good swing on it. And and that's what I like to see. I like to see when that pitcher goes and he makes a mistake over the middle plate, which every every time someone's at bat, they say you get one good pitch to hit. Well, when he gets that good p- pitch hit, he puts a good swing on it. Is he hitting home runs? No. But is he getting on base a lot? Yes. Does he come up with some base hits at big times? He gives you that good at-bats, and yes, he does. So I just think that they're pitching him very differently today. Teams, uh, teams don't want... Christian Yelich to beat them. So they're pitching him tough. They're really moving him off the plate, pitching him both inside and out, throwing a lot of breaking balls down in the zone. And that's something he hasn't seen in the past. But he'll make those adjustments, and you see him, that patience that he has now will pay off as the season goes along, and he'll be able to make those good adjustments. He's going to come up big for the Brewers as we do go along. Well, the best thing for him, too, is continued production from Willie Adamas and Avisao Garcia and Omar Narvaez, the guys who are behind him, because when when the team is hitting 200 like they were before, and when they weren't hitting home runs, and when they weren't driving them in, if you're if you're an opposing pitcher, you can feel very comfortable saying, okay, you know what, Christian Yelich is the best hitter on the team, but nobody else is doing much of anything, so we'll just put him on over and over and over, and that's not going to cause any damage. And I think in some ways that's happened. Augie, if he all of a sudden starts scoring just a ton of runs because of what the guys are doing behind him, and it was that way a bit a couple years ago when you think about Yasmani Grandal and Mike Moustakis being in the lineup, if the Brewers continue to get production from Adamas, Narvaez, and and, and Garcia, all of a sudden I think you start to see Yelich get a few more pitches to hit. Yeah, we always talk about hitting being contagious, and uh, and with this Brewer Ball Club right now, it is very contagious. Everybody's swinging the bat well, but I think this winning streak and the way the Brewers are playing playing right now, the best in all of baseball. All of a sudden, Chris, they go in and they think about Christian Yelich, but now all of a sudden, Navarez, Garcia, Adamas, all these guys are starting to chip in and, and swing the bat for real. Urias has really come along very well. It's these guys in the lineup along with the guys who are, are on the IL with, with Colton Wong and Lorenzo Cain and JBJ starting to swing the bat. They said he's a slow starter. Now and lately has been swinging the bat very well. I think when you get a team that starts playing very well, all of a sudden it does it takes it it expands that expands that how you play those how you uh, uh, go against these hitters or attack these these hitters because they are scoring runs in a multitude of different types of ways. They're having a lot of success with a lot of different guys, and that hitting contagious part of it that the Brewers are seeing right now is playing huge. I think it's going to make a big difference on how they approach this ball club in the second part of the season, especially after the All-Star break. 7-2 Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh. They have won 10 straight games. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. The 2-2. 
Swing and a bouncer. Deflected by Brubaker. Barehand attempt by Frazier, and he's going to eat it. Be an infield hit for Willie Adamas. If Brubaker doesn't get a glove on it, that's probably a double play for the Pirates. Brewers get the win tonight, knocking off the Pirates 7-2. Welcome back into Brewers X Turnings. The win streak at 10 games. It is the first 10-game win streak for the Brewers since 2003. Now, you may hear me say that and go, but wait a minute. I stood in line at George Webb for a free hamburger just a couple years ago. What's going on with that? So here's how it works. The Brewers did have a tw- they they did win 12 straight games uh, from September to into October of 2018. However, that included four postseason wins. In terms of Major League Baseball official statistics, like the statistics that a batter or a pitcher produce in the postseason, does not go on their career statistics. And it's the same thing when it comes to winning streaks. Because that winning streak included four postseason wins, that was not actually a 12-game winning streak. That was an eight-game winning streak to uh, to finish out the year. So, Augie, technically the last time the Brewers won 10 in a row was in 2003. Uh, you know, anytime you go out and you win ball games, I remember the 2018 when they went out and, in the postseason and won eight in a row. They just played, the, played so well uh, that year. And... Uh, yeah, they, they did have a couple burgers. But, you know, just to go out and play to win 10 in a row, it just changes your whole complexion of what you're doing. And this ball club is, is really, when you, when, you, when you think about it, is really playing well on all cylinders. You know, you brought up before that you'd be happy if this team scored between four and five runs a game. In the last 10 games, in this 10-game winning streak, they've scored 37 runs in the seventh inning and beyond. That's three and three point seven runs per game in the seventh inning on. So uh, I think the Brewers are kind of accomplishing what we're thinking about getting uh, getting the lead early, scoring the scoring early, not not giving up like they did against the like they did against Chicago where they came back after being down seven nothing. But yet late in the ball game, they're doing these special things, and you saw it tonight in that ninth inning how. You get a walk of uh, fielder's choice advances him. You get a stolen base. Hero comes up with a big hit. Uh, JBJ gets on with a hit. Now you have a double steal. It manufactures another run. So this team is manufacturing and scoring runs in a in a numerous types of ways. But I'll tell you what. Just like you said, you stay in that four to five run area with this pitching staff. You're going to be in a pretty good position to win a lot of baseball games. 7-2 Brewers get the win over the Pirates in two minutes. We've got the news, and then we're back with the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. After that, this is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. That's a great number, the 1-2. Down and away, gets away from Stallings. That'll allow another run to score. It popped into the dugout. Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to have to go back to third. He's running all the way home, but he'll be sent back to third. Brewers get the 7-2 victory. By the way, on Jackie Bradley Jr., he's starting to warm up. And when you start looking at what he's done recently, so on June 28th, that was the start of the Cubs series. He goes two for five. That's when he had the the tie-breaking hit. Then he just came in as a defensive replacement on June 29th. Got, uh, did not get in at bat. 
Then he had two hits in the series finale against the Cubs. Uh, then as the calendar turned to July, yesterday he goes one for three, and he makes that ridiculous play in the outfield. And today he goes two for three. So in his last four starts, he has seven hits. Uh, in his last five starts, he has eight hits. Is that right? One, two, three. Yeah, last five starts. So uh, it's it's not a huge sample size yet, so we're not going to sit here and tell you, oh, he's, he's good, he's out of it. Uh, but it's a good sign. And here's what I would say. For all the folks out there who just wanted him on the bench, who just wanted him not to play because he wasn't producing – He's got a major league pedigree, and he provides you elite defense, so it's not like he's not producing something when he's in the field, even when he was hitting 150. Uh, but you, you keep giving him the opportunities because there there has to be this assumption that he's going to come out of it, and in a 162-game season, that's what you do. I stand by this. I stand by what I'm about to say. There are times where you don't put your best lineup on the field for that day. But you put a lineup on the field that's going to help your team become its best self before the season is over. And that's a you got to take a step back when we're having that conversation and just accept that maybe there's going to be days where you know, there there's many times where Jackie Bradley Jr was in the lineup and there was somebody on the bench who could play in the outfield, who's putting up better numbers than JBJ. And you you accept that because the the assumption is that he's going to come out of it. We'll see if he keeps hitting he's hitting better. He's hitting better. That's all it is. I'm not I'm not telling you he's fixed, but I'm telling you that it's an important approach and it's something that's important about the game of baseball in a 162 game season. Sometimes being your best self at the end of the season from a team standpoint and an individual standpoint is more important than putting out the team that's going to give you the best chance to win that single day. People don't want to hear that, by the way. I know there's people who are listening to me say that and go, no, no, you you play to win every day. I'm not saying you're not playing to win, but there are times where you do things that have more of a long-term. It's the rest. It's the same thing as the rest that these guys are, especially this year with all these injuries. My goodness. Um, you're giving guys a lot of rest. And sometimes you're, you're going to lose a game at some point because guys are resting. And it's still the right decision. It's a loss that you accept because you're helping to keep guys fresh and you're helping to keep guys as healthy as possible. Manager Craig Council met with the media just a little while ago. Brewers getting the early runs today. They had a 3-0 lead going into the bottom of the second inning. Uh, with Adrian Hauser on the mound, contact pitcher, uh, Council was actually, it's kind of an interesting question, Council was asked whether or not an early run lead is maybe even more important for a pitcher like Hauser who does induce a lot of contact. I think you're right. I mean, it just allows the pitcher to, you know, there's no less anxiety pitches, I think, and and um, gives you more freedom, I think, just when you're out there making making pitches. And and that's and, and we did that for Adrian, and I think you sense it really. There, there's no question about it. Um, so I, I, I think it's for any pitcher. It doesn't necessarily matter who, but I think Adrian 
used it to his advantage tonight. It kept him on the attack. Uh, his sinker was really good tonight. Um, it, you know, runs or no runs, his sinker was moving really, really well. Uh, I mean, you can see it from the side. That's not seeing any video. You can just see it. It's the backdoor stuff to righties that they give up on. It's, you know, Hayes like, constantly swinging over the ball. You just you see the, the quality sinker. Um, really good. That's just kind of textbook Adrian, right? When he's right, that's what that's what he does. Yeah, when that pitch is going well, it, it just it's it's like a it's the bailout for him. He can always go to it because it's it's just so good. So um, he never gets boxed in when he when he has that that kind of sinker working uh, because it's always an option. That doesn't matter the hitter, doesn't matter the count. It's always an option. How big do you think it would be for you guys if, if Adrian was able? You know, maybe not necessarily do what he did tonight, but you know, get out a really good role and pitch consistently and do really he, good. Yes, he, he has. He is. He has. He's done it all year. I, I don't think there's any question about it. He, he's he's taken a big step for Um and I I would argue that he's done. He's doing it. Um, he he is on a roll and he's pitching like it. Um, he, he's having a heck of a season. The standards have been set pretty high by our guys, so he's doing a really nice job. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should have mentioned that first. I mean, the, yeah. the three guys in front of them have been pitching their butts off. Yeah. Craig, again, though, it was the add-on runs and, and good base running being a part of that. Um, how much has that been a factor in, in also just preserving your bullpen in this stretch, especially after the last yeah, couple we, days? Yeah, well, I mean, we've done a really nice job. Um taking advantage of some things, uh, it, it being aggressive, we've gotten leads and, and we've picked spots to, to be a little bit more aggressive with the leads. Um, base runners are doing a heck really nice job that, that the ninth inning was a great example of it. And it, it has, it's, it's, it's flipped kind of our, our bullpen. It's flipped the games. Um, you know, I was talking to Brad Boxberger this afternoon, and you know, we he, he mentioned we we play a very similar game every day, and he said except for the the last ten days, and and he's right. We we've we've put some distance in in some games, and that's and and then those the guys that have come into games have done their job, like like Strickland and, and Suter. What did you think of uh, Willie's dismount after his homer? Yeah, I mean. I, my heart skipped a beat, um, but it was impressive. It was creative. <laughs> we asked yes. him that counts. He said, no, that's not dangerous. It's fine. It's right there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I'm rolling with Willie, man. He, he seems to have the right answer for a lot of things right now. So it, His homer was pretty impressive, but. Did, did Jace's surprise you? I mean, that might have been the longest homer you guys have had so far this year. I think it's crushed. Yeah, no, I mean, Jace has that in him for sure. I mean, when he gets into a ball, it's, it's going to go. Um, so he has it in him. You don't see it a, a lot, but when he, he has it in him, those homers, the homers he hits, when he, when he gets a ball, it's, it's going to go. Craig, how about uh, Tyrone again tonight? You know, he's getting these opportunities with Aviel, and he just seems to keep delivering good defensive play, you know, hits, stolen bases. Yeah. Well, uh, Ty Tyrone's a good player. I mean, it, it's his, um, you know, his development this year is clear, um, and and he, he's 
he's made he's taken a big step forward. Um, he, he's ready for the big leagues. He's ready to be a significant c- contributor. Uh, I, I think we've seen it. He's, he's been consistent with it, and and it's great that he's getting this much playing time to get experience. I think moving forward for us, that, you know, it, it's kind of a from the, from a big picture, long term thing. So, um, I'm happy for Tyrone. I'm happy he's getting an opportunity, and I'm happy that he's happy for him that he's producing because he's he's a guy that's just stuck to it, man, and and um, he's being rewarded for sticking to it. I think. 7-2, Brewers get the win over Pittsburgh. Yeah, everybody, everybody's producing right now. Who's not on the active roster, hitters or pitchers, on the active roster, who's not producing right now? Everybody's producing. It is, it's, it is remarkable, remarkable. I keep using that word. I'm going to just keep using it over and over and over. We're going to have to get the ding on remarkable uh, on, on how well this team is playing. 7-2, Brewers get the win. How does the whole thing go down? We'll tell you what the highlights that's next on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 7-2, Brewers knock off the Pirates. Starting pitching matchup, Adrian Hauser going for the crew. JT Brubaker, who's not having a bad season, getting the start for the Pirates. The Brewers... They strike first with two outs, Willie Adamas at the plate. Swinging a high fly, deep left center field, headed towards the largest part of the ballpark, gone. one nothing Brewers with one swing from Willie Adamas. Yeah, he just keeps doing his thing. Brewers lead one nothing. They add to that lead in the second with one out, Jace Peterson standing in. Swing and a fly ball hit towards center field. Driving Reynolds back to the track. He's staring. It is gone off the batter's eye above the hedges. Jace Peterson, home run number three on the season, and that one was crushed. 450 feet on that bad boy. 2-0. Brewers not yet done. Two outs. Jackie Bradley Jr. at the plate. Swing a fly ball. That's well hit to center. Back is Reynolds. On the warning track, it is off the top of the fence and gone. Jackie Bradley Jr. hits a home run, his sixth of the season. So 3-0, Brewers lead going to the bottom of the second inning. The Pirates do get one of those runs back in the bottom. Ben Gamble, who just continues to torment his uh, former team, he doubles to lead the inning off. He is then sacrificed over to third by Kevin Newman, and Philip Evans has an RBI ground out. It scores Gamble, and it makes it a 3-1 to one game. After that, that was the only blemish on the day for Adrian Hauser. He really settles in and just continues to roll through. Brewers in the sixth inning would add to their lead. The inning gets started with a Christian Yelich base hit, then Willie Adama single, so runners on at first and second. After an Omar Nervias fly out that allows Yelich to tag from second and take third, Tyrone Taylor does this. Swing and line drive right center field. That's going to plug a gap and go all the way to the wall. Yelich scores with ease. Adamas is getting the windmill. He's going to score. Tyrone Taylor on his way to third. He is in with a two-run triple. Tyrone Taylor on a 2-0 pitch. Plugs the gap in right center. It's 5-1 Milwaukee. 
JT Brubaker would get out of the inning with a Keston here, a pop-out. That would end the day for Brubaker. He goes six, allows five runs on six hits, six strikeouts, and one walk. Clay Holmes came in to pitch for him in the seventh inning. And Holmes, who has really struggled, struggled against the Brewers this year, puts up a zero, which is a bit of a surprise. In the bottom of the seventh inning, Adrian Hauser is still pitching for the Brewers. The first battery faces Kevin Newman. He gets a base hit, but then Phillip Evans grounds out. That allows Newman to move to second. A strikeout for Jared Oliva, and that is going to uh, end the day for Adrian Hauser at 103 pitches. New pitcher is Brent Suter. First battery faces Gregory Polanco. He walks, then he faces Adam Frazier. A one pitch. Here's a slow roller to second. Peterson has it, throws to first, and the inning is over. So Suter comes on, walk, and then a ground out, and he gets the Brewers through the seventh. David Bednar, the new pitcher for the Pirates, in the top of the eighth inning with one out. He's facing off against Willie Adamas. Ground ball, right side, base hit. Three for three for Willie Adamas. 97 in on his hands, he just shot it to right field. Another multi-hit game for Willie. Yeah, just a normal three-hit day for Adamas, including a home run. No big deal. It's just kind of what he does now. Uh, Doesn't turn into much of anything there in the eighth. It remains a 5-1 game going to the bottom of the eighth inning. Pirates would make a little bit of noise in the inning as with one out, Brian Reynolds, a Brewers killer, is at the plate. Swing and a fly ball hit to deep center. Jackie Bradley Jr. is not going to deke on this one. That's a home run. Brian Reynolds has gone deep for a 15th time. After the second out is recorded, the former Brewer Ben Gamble back at the plate. Gamble hits one in the air. That's hit deep to right center. Back Taylor, warning track wall, jumps. He caught it right up against the fence. Tyrone Taylor climbed the wall like Spider-Man. 5-2 going to the ninth inning. Josh Hader up and warming for the Brewers as Kyle Crick come on to pitch for the Pirates. First battery faces Tyrone Taylor. He walks, then Jace Peterson, a ground out. That allows Taylor to take second, and then Taylor steals third in front of Keston Hira. The Brewers get it. Line drive down the right field line. A fair ball. Keston Hira adds to the Brewers' lead with a run-scoring single. Make it 6-2 Brewers. Jackie Bradley Jr. would get a base hit. That moved Keston here up to second. A double steal puts runners at second and third. A wild pitch scores. Keston here up, and that gives the final score of 7-2. Hunter Strickland comes in in the bottom of the ninth as he finishes it off. No need for Josh Hader in this one, and the Brewers are victorious by a 7-2 score. With the win, the Brewers have won 10 in a row. That's the best winning streak in baseball. They are 50 and 33, while the Pittsburgh Pirates drop to 29 and 52. Winning totals for the crew: seven runs, nine hits, no errors. They leave three for the Pirates. Two runs, five hits, no errors. They leave seven. Winning pitcher Adrian Hauser. He is five and five. The loss to J.T. Brubaker. He drops to four and eight. Home runs, Willie Adamas, his 13th, Jace Peterson, his 3rd, Jackie Bradley Jr., his 6th for the Pirates, Brian Reynolds hitting his 15th of the year. The game lasting a tidy 2 hours and 52 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 15,421 folks at PNC Park. 
Brewers over the Pirates 7-2. When we return, we'll preview the third game of this four-game series. We'll give you scores from around baseball, and we'll get out of here for the evening fairly early after a fairly quick game. Brewers over the Pirates 7-2. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. 7-2, Brewers get the win over the Pirates, starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Extra Innings. Around the National League Central, the Cardinals have tied the Rockies with a run in the top of the ninth inning. It is 3-3, that game going to the bottom of the ninth. Yesterday, the Rockies walked off the Cardinals. They'll try to do that again today in Denver, where the Cardinals will try to even up the series at a game apiece. Cubs and Reds tonight. The Reds put up two runs in the bottom of the sixth inning. That's enough as Joey Votto drives in both runs for the Reds, and they beat the Cubs by a 2-1 score. The Cubs' struggles, they continue. Sonny Gray got the start for the Reds, went five, one run on five hits, doesn't factor in the decision. Alec Mills got the start for the Cubs, five and two-thirds, two runs on two hits, nine strikeouts, one walk, but he takes the loss, dropping two, three, and two. Standings in the NL Central. The Brewers now lead by seven and a half games over the Cubs. These two teams were tied a week and a half ago, and the Brewers now lead by seven and a half games. What's the word? Remarkable. Seven and a half game lead for the Brewers in the NL Central. Reds are eight games back. Cardinals are at nine and a half, so they'll either be at nine or ten at the end of the night. And the Pirates are now an even 20 games back in the NL Central. Hey, they're not the Diamondbacks, 28 and a half games back. They're not the Orioles, 23 and a half games back. They're just 20 games back. The Brewers' seven-and-a-half-game lead, the largest lead for any first-place team in all of Major League Baseball. The White Sox have a six-game lead on the Indians. Around the Brewers' minor league system, they've gone to the bottom of the 10th inning in Nashville, where Louisville scores one in the top of the inning. Nashville batting in the bottom of the 10th. It is 3-2 Louisville. Double-A Biloxi, they trail at Pensacola 7-4. And it says midway through the ninth, and that's in Pensacola, so that game must be over. Uh, High A, Wisconsin, they lose at Beloit by a 5-4 score, and Low A, Carolina, losing at Fayetteville by a 9-7 score. So not a great night for the Brewers minor league affiliates. Brewers and Pirates play game three of the four-game series coming up tomorrow. On the mound for the crew, it's going to be Eric Lauer. The lefty is 2-3 and three with an ERA at 4.5. The Pirates announcing following the game that former Brewers farmhand Cody Ponce would get the start for the Pirates tomorrow. This year at the Major League level, he's 0-1 with a 7.88 ERA, two appearances, one start at AAA Indianapolis. He was 0-3 with a 5.70 ERA in eight games and seven starts, so he is not pitching especially well. The last year in five games for the Pirates, he did have a 3.18 ERA. Tomorrow's game is going to start at 3.05. It will be here on WTMJ, part of a big doubleheader with the Bucks. We'll talk to you uh, at the end of the game, hopefully, for Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.